everybody. This is Jim. And this is Mike. Mike is back. Yes, yes. Me. And we are on show number 36. You're yeah. listening to No Good Music. Yeah. And today we're talking about quirky, odd bands. Bands that make you laugh. Right. Making you think and laugh at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike, uh, you know, like your basic love song or you know once in a while you gotta you know a song that you yeah it's self-explanatory well some like, some bands are really serious you know yeah. and they're really they're not funny yeah they take themselves seriously yeah yeah uh i mean there's a whole bunch of them out there mm-hmm. just take themselves too seriously yeah i mean you have bands that have fun on stage yeah. But then you have bands that, you know, yeah. Are, I think it are, makes for a good experience. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're enjoying the music and you're also uh, intrigued and humored by it. You know, yeah. so it's, it's mm-hmm. a, you benefit even more by by. And we're going to talk them. about bands that we've liked for, you know, a long time. Mm-hmm. Jim. Yes. Before we start out with this. I'm I, still here. I just have a, I have a, <laughs> uh, we're also trying odd and, and quirky beers. This one here. Yeah. Um, it happens to be um, the uh, fried ice cream stout. Yes. And it's actually good. I like it a lot better than the mm-hmm. wombat juice. And Mike reminded me yeah. I literally had a banana today. <laughs> to eat. So. Jim's Jim is doing more than the uh, than the wine tasting style. But I'm going to finish this one. No, come on. Put that down. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay. It's the beer talking. I'm going to hide this. Okay. Okay. So... We we're, we're, I've been wanting to do this podcast for a long time, you know, Jim, because there is there is certain bands that uh, bands that make us think, but also make us laugh. People that are trying to say something that it's so hilarious that they're making us cry with laughter. Mm-hmm. So it's not these not you know these other great bands, other other great bands saying great things uh, seriously. So uh, I, before I start, I got a question for you, Jim. Though, so um, name of the podcast is No Good Music. Yes. Right, right. So, if we could put the emblem of No Good Music on a vehicle, okay, would it look better on a black Mini Cooper mm-hmm. or, say, a white box truck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking this over, you know, advertising, you know, because mm-hmm. we are, you know, we're 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 getting bigger. Uh, people are writing us. Hold on, I gotta yes. put my hat on. Yes, so I don't get chafed. <laughs> chafing, chafing yeah. is is not good. Yes. Now that now that's a word. That's a word yeah. like the word moist that yeah. people don't like. You know, chafe. I, you know, I like moist. You know why I like moist. <laughs> Moist, moist. I like my cake moist. I know. Yeah. I love cake. You know that. So cornbread. Cornbread has to be moist. Yeah. I mean, what is cornbread if it's not moist? Yeah. I mean, moist is good. Mm-hmm. But um, you're talking about chafing and chaffing. But what about, what about chaps and, and, and chafing? <laughs> yeah. I don't like my, when my dog is moist. Well, it depends what you do with your dog. No, after he drinks water, oh, you know, yeah. and he's dripping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's and dripping you, wet. That's dripping wet. Give him a kiss. You know. I, I don't, anyway. I don't okay. kiss pigs or dogs. <laughs> so, uh, our listeners are, are, are writing in. What do you got there for us, Jeff? Yeah, we've mm-hmm. been getting emails. It's, um, it's a good thing. This is from uh, Gertrude Hascom. 
Yeah. Ms. <clears throat> Ms. Haskell. She works in an adoption agency for guinea pigs. Oh, yeah. that's so good. And she's from Fry's, Virginia. Yes, yes. Where they make fries. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone knows that. That's it might be pronounced freeze, but... Fries originated. No, it's F-R-I-E-S, right? Yeah. Yeah, it might be pronounced freeze. Okay. But go ahead. Uh, she says she's been listening to our podcast since 1964. I, I don't... <laughs> I don't think we've been doing it that long, Gertrude. I don't know what you're listening to. She must have meant uh, 14, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. She must have us mixed up with soupy sales or someone. Soupy sales. Uh, she says, I don't know how you do it, but you keep coming up with great music topics. That, topics. That's great. That's keep up the great deep. work. So uh-huh. that's a nice one. That's a very nice yeah. one. Yeah. Gertrude, thank yeah, you so much. Yeah. If you're listening, uh, shout out to Freeze, Fries. Yeah. Virginia IA. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we have uh, Howard Simpson. Mm-hmm. He's a cat manicurist from Why Not, North Carolina. Yes. Yeah. Howard says your podcast is what gets me through the day at work between manicures and toe bean massages. And toe beans are, oh. it's a slang for uh, cat feet. Yeah. Toe beans. Yeah. yeah. Don't ever stop what you're doing. Don't ever stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Howard. <laughs> Very. So if anyone wants to um, mm-hmm. email us uh, for a shout out, mm-hmm. it's uh, no, K-N-O-W, good music podcast at gmail.com so there you go we couldn't have this podcast without talking about the talking heads yes. the tea heads mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if i made that up or not but the tea heads so uh let's just look at uh, you know almost everybody knows that david byrne uh artistic extraordinaire is the leader uh, primary songwriter and singer for the talking heads but uh it was back at the rhode island school of design that mm-hmm. david byrne chris france and Tina Weymouth uh, all met. Um, so David, I have to say David, it's just not right to say Dave. And we all know uh, no, there are no other bands that have ever come out of Rhode Island. Yeah. Again, email us if you're from Rhode Island. Yeah, and, and you have a band. Yeah, because I don't know. And you came out. I never heard yeah. we're from Rhode Island. <laughs> so David and Chris have this band called The Artistics. Okay, mm-hmm. it's kind of like art rock. You know, David Byrne was probably like, what am I going to name my band? You know? Yeah. I'm artistic. Mm-hmm. And Jim's finishing his beer. You're not open another one till, till we get to the last okay, one. Okay, okay. To get to the end. <laughs> so, fellow student, Tina Weymouth, was Francis' girlfriend. And she's driving around. So, these two guys are bums. They don't got guitar- They have guitars and amps and keyboards, but they don't have cars. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, she's always there, you know. So... They played their first gig opening up for the Ramones. Wow. I mean, you can't make that up. Yeah. So they're at CBGB's. Everybody knows about CBGB's. In fact, uh, Wikipedia says CBGB. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was CBGB's. Mm-hmm. I thought it was apostrophe S. So anyway, they open up for them. And um, their name, right in this, during this time, right before they, they played there, uh, they got their name from a, a term that's used in music and uh, TV studios to describe oh, a yeah. head and shoulder shot. And it means, quote, all content, no action. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're you know, talking just, just like you and I are looking oh, yeah. at each other. We're just talking heads. Yeah. We're not dancing around. And that, and, and that seemed to fit. I, you know, I think that, uh, well, David probably led everything here. But mm-hmm. David said, that's it. I'm not going to be showing. It's not about the costumes. It's just I'm a talking head. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. 
They added Jerry Harrison uh, later then. He was from Jonathan Richmond's band called Modern Lovers. Mm -hmm. And he was on uh, keyboards, guitars, backing vocals and stuff. So they added Jerry Harrison later. And uh, I might get into it a little bit, but there's a little bit of, you know, him coming last, being the last one in, a little, mm -hmm. little conflict there. 77 is a big year for them. Uh, they started in 75. But in 77 was the first studio album called Talking Heads 77. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't know if anybody remembers the cover or not. Very bland. Plain. Yeah. Just off fuchsia red. It was just, just off red. It's just red. Yeah, no pictures. Just, just red. Words. And it's just yeah. Talking Heads 77. Mm -hmm. um, you can't get more generic than that. You know, that was the year. So um, Psycho Killer was on that. And uh, many connected the song to the serial, serial killer known as Son of Sam, mm -hmm. who's terrorizing New York City. Yep. And Burns says, no, that was not about <clears throat> that. It was um, in uh, Berkowitz. That yeah, last yes, name. Berkowitz. Yeah. Another big thing in 77 is Tina and Chris got married. Yes. Okay. So now in, in 77, they're married and they're all friends with with all three of uh, three of our friends, you know, David, including David, and then Jerry has joined the band. Mm -hmm. So um, around that time, yes, uh, British producer Brian Eno. Now we've heard of Brian Eno. If you're into music, you you just his name just keeps coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, I first heard of Brian Eno in eighty something, uh, mid late eighties, um, because uh, David Lanois and Brian Eno produced U two albums. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we heard about him then, and you heard about them. And his solo stuff is just—it's hard to describe. Yeah, it's. it's in fact, I have yeah. I have here in my hand. It's very not often listened to. It's my life in the bush of ghosts. It's Brian Eno and David Byrne together. Back when I bought this two decades ago, uh, there's a picture of him. I wish uh, listeners could see that. And you're, I, you're I, that old. I did decades ago. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't listen to much, <laughs> and I need to get back into it. I need to get back into that. So uh, Eno produced. They look very young there. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, Brian Eno. Uh, this is that's uh, that's. 35, 30. Brian Eno has to be bald by that's, now. That's 35, 40 years ago, right there. His Bush, hairline life was in the Bush receding back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe he would be bald <laughs> by now. So he produced the first, uh, the first couple albums there. Their, uh, their third album uh, was uh, more songs about buildings and food. It's one of their least known albums. But from that came their first Billboard Top 30 hit. No, wait a minute. Building for food? More songs about buildings and food. Oh. Yeah. See, it's very, very little mm -hmm. known, isn't it? Yeah. So there wasn't a whole lot on that album. Not one of my favorite albums mm -hmm. of the T-Heads. But it was Al Green's Take Me to the River. Hmm. And it's such a soulful, such a good, such a good uh, version of that song, Take Me to the River. And I remember that uh, when I first heard it, I, I was very pleased with that. Now, um, as you know... Uh, Jim, uh, Tina and Chris uh, also had commercial success with another group at the same time, and that's the Tom Tom Club. Oh yeah, and um, and uh, Genius of Love. I've heard it sampled on uh, some hip hop or something, uh, mm -hmm. probably five six years ago. And uh, Genius of Love, and then there was another song too off that album. Very electronic. I had it. Um, yeah. Now let's talk about us seeing them. The Tom Tom Club. Okay. In New York. Okay. At a place called The World. 
<laughs> Mike does not remember. No, I don't remember. Uh, it was in New York, but not in New York City. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we found the place. Okay. We kept walking uh, some through some undesirable neighborhoods yeah. to get to this place. It was a two-story building mm-hmm. called The World, and it was on the second floor. Wow. Which was a wooden floor. This is This is what's... I'm sure our listeners know this is what when you have a like I've known Mike since we were ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have a lot of history. Yeah, and and we met each other in kindergarten. Yeah, first but grade. But I will remember things uh, that Mike won't, re- and Mike will remember probably more things than I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Right? It was a wooden floor on the second floor, and everybody was just jumping dancing and the floor was moving the floor was moving and i feared for my life (laughs) that this floor was going to collapse wow and i remember it was a week or two later not to put down the tom tom club but i had wish we had gone to this other concert which was uh, lone justice no it was i'm kidding it was a david bowie it wasn't David. It was David Bowie, but it was Tin Machine. Yes, yes. And to see David Bowie with Tin Machine mm-hmm. would have been probably as good, mm-hmm. maybe better. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we saw the Tom Tom Club. Mike mm-hmm. does not. I don't know why mm-hmm. he does not remember. Mm-hmm. I had a T-shirt even I bought from there. I don't. Well, I had. Longer. I had the vinyl. Yeah. Tom Tom Club. I had the, the vinyl uh, with Genius of Love. Don't know mm-hmm. the album title. Probably self-titled. Yeah. I have absolutely zero memory. And of course, I think that you went there with somebody else. No, yeah. I was there with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember <laughs> any second floor. No creaking. Uh, the, only, the only floor that was moving was at one of my brother's parties uh, okay. where we broke one of the floor joists. <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, 20 drunken people in the basement trying to hold up the floor okay. so it didn't break. Wow. But I don't remember anything about a club. Yeah, um, it, was, it was you and I. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How did we get there? We, like we in dro- your Fiero or something? We drove there and parked, but then we, I remember us walking blocks and blocks. Wow, wow. And I blocked it out of my mind because it was scary. Like, like I was afraid, right, for my life? Yeah, it was, I would say, undesirable. It, it, you know, graffiti. Yeah, big city. Um, there's big probably city. drug deals going on in the corners. But, yeah. um, and this was, you know, kid, um, mm-hmm. kids out there, uh, this was before, you know, you can go on your phone and... Uh, look up an address uh i think we actually stopped and had to ask someone mm-hmm. where is this club right asking yeah. for directions was a real thing oh back yeah then. you had yeah. an address maybe or a name yeah. like if you had uh, the abc club in yeah. this town you had to just go into yeah. this town then looking yeah. at a road atlas on yeah. paper and uh and if it, anyone out there like is you know an older listeners that mm-hmm. remember the world Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how long it was there. What town was this in? Any idea? This is in New York City. Oh, okay. It was yeah. not, but it wasn't in the city. It was on the outs. Like it so, was. So it's North Jersey it was a, then. No, it was New York, but it was an offshoot of New York City. Ah. I just remember walking for like ten blocks. So you mean it wasn't in Manhattan, or it wasn't? Yeah, it in, wasn't in the Manhattan. Yeah, in the center city. Okay, there. Manhattan. Yeah, so it could have been in Square. It could have been in the Bronx or Brooklyn or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. One of the other. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, Jim, it sounds like a great dream to have, and. <laughs> 
I did not dream that. <laughs> we were um, but if anybody was there, you're, you're asking uh, for them to write us or something, because I want some verification. Oh, yeah, see if you can give us any info on the, yeah. the, Tom Tom the Club, world. The World, New York yeah. City. Yeah. And this is approximate 86? Yeah, could, yeah, 86, 87. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, that's that's fascinating, Jim. That's just fascinating. <laughs> Let me go on. Let me go on. Um, Mike's like, yeah, sure, yeah. Okay. So, um, David Byrne, mm-hmm. uh, artist extraordinaire, possibly on the edge of insanity. I don't know. Musical insanity. Mm-hmm. He writes, I try to write about small things. Paper. Animals. <laughs> a house. Paper. <laughs> love is kind of big. I've written a love song, though, in the film. I sing it to a lamp. <laughs> okay, and that's end quote. That's uh, that's David Byrne from Stop Making Sense. You can see uh, in terms, uh, in in phrases such as the album title, Stop Making Sense. Uh, most people would be asking for people to make sense, but David mm-hmm. Byrne says, stop making yeah, sense. Yeah, there's no reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think he was on anything? I think it's just insanity. I don't know. Was he drinking trial from... Wom- <laughs> Wombat juice. No, I... Wombat juice, y'all. I just saw a article. On, actually, it was from Todd Rundgren. Mm-hmm. He's going into the weed business. Right? Really? And he's doing appearances, I guess, where he's selling this. But he says he's been his most creative on different substances. Mm-hmm. So you sometimes wonder. Yeah. You know. I want to go back to um, some of the early times and exposure of the Talking Heads. Okay, so picture New York City. Mm -hmm. Picture 1975. After the first time that they opened as a band, opened for the Ramones, which would have been really bizarre. A month later, Lou Reed is there Mm -hmm. at CBGB's. And he saw the Talking Heads and he invites him up to his apartment. He begins to critique the group's act. Wow. Telling him to slow down on the song Tentative Decisions, mm-hmm. uh, which originally uh, was fast-paced. Fast paced. He also told David Byrne, quote, never wear sleeves on stage again. No, wait, wait, wait. Never wear short sleeves on stage again. Really? Yeah, because his arms are too hairy and it, it, it turns people off. So then David Byrne went the total opposite i don't know i I don't with the big suit well yeah yeah but he covered his arms yeah 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 he said don't wear short sleeves don't don't expose your arms are too your arms are too hairy yeah and uh, i thought that was that reminds me yes i just saw a picture of marshall crenshaw (laughs) what is it (laughs) oh no and bb buell Uh now bb buell is Liv tyler's mother okay she dated uh Steven Tyler. Oh, yes, yes. BB and Buell. Todd, yes. And we're going to talk about Todd at Todd Rundgren. Yeah, yeah. But there's a picture of him. It's kind of disturbing. He's like in a seductive pose with BB. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I don't know, she's behind him and has her arm. But I didn't realize how hairy his arms are. Wow. <laughs> so there's a good segue. You know, yes. Like, uh, <laughs> Let's talk about Harry Arm. No, 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 no. 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 So um, let's talk about albums. So there are, for Talking Heads, there are one, about nine albums. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my favorites is uh, Little Creatures. Okay, yeah. so these are from 77 to 88. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Little Creatures came out in 
1985. I got it on CD. And if you remember 85, Mm -hmm. this is when CDs came out. Yeah. And we are hearing, we're hearing pauses and quiet. Yeah. Like this. Yeah, no hissing. No hissing. Yeah. Just pause. No noise. It's just beautiful. So that album comes out and I, and I, and I just love it. I just love it. Little Creatures, um, some, they got hits. No, wait, when, okay, when did the album come out? 85. So you were before me with CDs then, because my first CD was uh, U2, Joshua Trey, mm-hmm. which was 87. Oh, you know what? No, you're, you're correct. I got it on vinyl. Okay. And then I loved it so much, I got it on CD like two mm-hmm. years later. Yeah. Yeah, in like 87, I got this. Because like yes, with everything with new technology, I'm yeah. sure CD players, when they first came out, mm-hmm. they were like, we couldn't afford them mm-hmm. until a couple of years later. Yeah. Anybody that knows Jim and I also knows that I'm always, my entire life, always behind him in technology. <laughs> I have to mention this. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Jim, first to get the beta... VCR player before VHS was invented. Yeah, the Betamax. The Betamax. And then he got a VHS. It was a top loader. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I could go on and on. Just think about technology for the last 40 years, and Jim has got it before mm-hmm. me. Let me get back to this. Um, great songs. Uh, Stay Up Late. Oh, yeah. About a babysitter and a baby. And I don't know where he's going with that. Uh, and their hit off there was And She Was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, don't understand the, the song And She Was. Yeah, uh, she's floating. Yeah. She's, maybe it's about a person uh, passing away. Oh, yeah. You know, Could um, be. I was amazed. We have a friend, Keith. Mm-hmm. Uh, who Shout out to Keith. Totally into that. Uh, I was always amazed at some of the music it, it was weird because he was really in, he's real still i guess really in the 50s like we're all over the place kind of but back when we were you know in our 20s you know i wasn't really i don't think i was in the buddy holly i wasn't into you know bill haley and the comets but then he would pull out one like the b-52s he would be right. in, and and i remember keith was into the talking head he was into this album with me he loved it yeah so that was great yeah great yeah. for us the village voice in 1977, uh, said, uh, a debut LP will often seem over-refined with habitues of a band scene. And he goes on with the talking heads, and he says, quote, mm-hmm. Like sparks, these are spoiled kids, but without the cowlness or adolescent misogyny. <laughs> like, yes, the band, mm-hmm. yeah. like, yes, they are wimps but without the vagueness or cheap romanticism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, mentioning, uh, to review the Talking Heads, I thought it's interesting, mentioning Sparks mm-hmm. and mentioning Yes. Like, where does that come from? You know? yeah. So the um, Weymouth, France, and Harrison went on without David Byrne. Uh, the band never really disbanded. David Byrne just left and didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't show up. And so they're like, uh, we haven't disbanded. He's not showing up. He's, he's left the band. <laughs> so they continued as the Shrunken Heads and then as the Heads. And uh, they had a number of vocalists. They had uh, Gavin Friday of the Virgin Prunes. Hmm. They had Debbie Harry of Blondie. Is this when they did? The Heads, when they were the Shrunken Heads. Yeah, but this is when they performed live. Yeah. They didn't record anything uh, I, with I them. don't know the answer to yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think they yeah. recorded it. Um, but uh, um, Andy Partridge from yeah, XCC, XCC. Mm-hmm. Gordon Gano from Violent Femmes, Michael Hutchins from In Excess, yeah. and, uh, and Maria McKee. Mm-hmm. Love Maria McKee. 
Loan justice. <laughs> yes. And so amazing stuff. Amazing. And I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know without reading this that David just, uh, just left. Mm-hmm. And he continued to do, as you know, uh, many things solo with a lot of world beat. He would travel the world and explore, explore different rhythms. Most recently, I think it's a Broadway, Broadway show. Okay. I don't know the name mm-hmm. offhand. Yeah, yeah. But now, I do follow, follow Chris Fran- France. France. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's on Facebook. And he... He has Tina Tuesdays. Uh, oh, yeah? Always posting, like, uh, old photos of Tina that maybe we haven't seen before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Still married. Still in love. That's great. After, yeah. after all these years. 1977. Yeah. Wrote a book uh, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. which I have not read yet. We're going to open, believe it or not, another beer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I thought we'd wait, but uh, no, you don't have to, no, you don't have to wait. You don't have okay. to wait. You know. Okay, okay, go for it. This one is from uh, Cross Keys Brewing Company. Is that in Virginia? I know Cross Keys. No, it's in Williamstown, New Jersey. Oh, I'm sorry. That must have yeah. been Cross Keys Vineyard. Never yeah. mind. It's wine, not beer. And this is just for Thanksgiving, right in time. Oh. We've got cobbler. Cobbler. Not turkey. <laughs> cobbler. <laughs> Cobbler. So this is a cobbler beer. Okay. I really like the second one so far, the fried ice cream stout. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, and there's still more left of that, thank God. Yeah. Okay, so this is, (laughs) you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay, so this is Cross Keys Cobbler, and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. All right, let's try this thing here. I don't know. It doesn't taste like much of anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's very light. Okay, if you like it light, almost... The taste of water from a different city. Yeah, this is this is your beer. I don't think they put it. Maybe they forgot the cobbler. It tastes like a Yangling to me, but without just tastes like a lager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So the winner then for the beers. Well, this is a five point one percent. The winner for the beers is definitely the fried ice cream yeah. stout by Flying Fish. Yeah, Flying Fish. Flying Fish Brewery. Can this you is, read where that's from? I'm reading a ten point three on it. Oh, what? Ten point three. That's why I'm laying on the floor with my microphone. (laughs) Hug that baby. Nice microphone. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so my next, it's not really a band. It's a person. (sighs) Like Madonna? And I believe most people have not heard of this person. Like Madonna. And his name is Mojo Nixon. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, he's not for everyone. (laughs) He's sometimes vile, raunchy, in your face, redneck rants set to hillbilly rock music. There you go. Some people call it rockabilly sometimes. But it's not. Sort of verging on rockabilly. You get the feeling that he's living in a trailer, maybe a van down by the river. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe a trailer down by the river. Yeah, trailer down by the river. Somewhat humorous, but definitely odd. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe not truly quirky, but he's someone to check out if you dare. Yes. So he's very opinionated, was always honest about what bothered him in his songs, and wasn't afraid to piss off people. And he did. I think he did. Yes. This is is not from Wikipedia. I wrote this. He was the redneck rebel, Mike, of our generation. Mm Mm-hmm. 
now I just realized the other day that if Lou Reed and Wolfman Jack, who ironically... <laughs> you could have had a child, didn't you? We've yes. mentioned Wolfman Jack in the last pod. Had a child, mm-hmm. had a child in a trailer park, it would be Mojo. Yes. Now, I personally liked him since I love Elvis. Uh, and he put out a song in 1987 called Elvis is Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Mojo, like myself, kind of felt that Elvis did not die. I'm sure he, if he did live on uh, past the reports of his death, I'm sure he's not alive anymore. Do you remember in 1989, he was spotted in Blacksburg, Virginia? Yes, we, it was in a newspaper, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that a, we st- a reputable news source. Yeah, Mike and I were staying in a some seedy motel, mm-hmm. and um, we, I think we stole someone's newspaper. Okay, we'll own up to that. Yeah, we didn't get the new people got the newspaper. Maybe they were staying in the motel. I have no idea. I I opened the door the in the morning and I saw someone next door had the newspaper and mm-hmm. I went over and got it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> For our listeners, a newspaper is a large printed paper where they put the news that they get off of their phones. Yeah, it's um, it's probably about uh, eighteen twenty inches long, mm-hmm. but they have to fold it in half. Uh, usually the Sunday paper was a little larger. Okay, mm-hmm. we, we won't yeah. get into it. Um, uh, and had coupons, yes, for people. <laughs> Coupon. Okay, we won't get into all that. Mojo believed, like I said, Elvis did not die. And uh, we'll find out soon, too, when I get a little bit farther in this, uh, that there's another Elvis song he wrote, believe it or not. Wow. He's a lover and believer. Yeah. He's a lover and believer of Elvis. I was more into his comedy songs than the raunchy ones. Uh, he covers anything from aliens to politics, even Jesus mm-hmm. and Elvis, of course. So let's find out about Mojo. He was born in. He was born. <laughs> sorry, he was born Neil, and N E I L L Neil Kirby McMillan Jr. So he didn't obviously didn't like that name. Neil McMillan Jr. Yeah. I think Neil McMillan would have been a yeah. good good name. Just McMillan, like yeah. Madonna. Yeah. 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 He was born in 1957, mm-hmm. uh, and he's an American musician and actor. Mm-hmm. He's known for performing humorous, irrelevant music in the probably, genre probably, known... Probably irreverent. Yeah. Okay. Irreverent, irrelevant. <laughs> I'm having a problem with that word. <laughs> Psychobilly. There we go. Psychobilly. Which blends rockabilly with punk rock. Punk rock! And uh, he has largely retired from playing live and recording, although he does host several radio shows on Sirius Satellite Radio. So maybe you've heard of him. Mm-hmm. He supported Kinky Friedman's candidacy for Texas governor. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yes. Yeah. I don't know when that was. Um, yeah. So he was born in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. He paired... Now, he did have a cohort mm-hmm. uh, with his music called Skid Roper. Right. I remember yeah. it was Mojo Nixon and Skid Roper. Yeah. That's how I remember it. Yeah. Early 1980s in San Diego. Uh, Roper mostly provided instrumental backup to Nixon's lyrics. Uh, Nixon and Roper released their first album in 1985 on Enigma Records. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mojo Nixon and Skid Roper... I guess that's what it was called. There was a song called Jesus at McDonald's. 
which was their first single. Uh, you know, I'm wondering if, like, how does he envision that? Like, he just decided to say, what if, you know? What if Jesus came to McDonald's? Yeah, yeah he it's probably ran a... into Jesus. At, maybe mm-hmm. he was at McDonald's and saw some guy that looked like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, their third album, uh, 1987's Bodacious, that's the one I remember. I think I actually owned it, uh-huh. uh, probably a cassette. Had Elvis is Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Probably his best-known song. Uh, late, Nixon later declared his personal religious trinity was... Elvis Presley, Foghorn Leghorn, and Otis Campbell. <laughs> you can't make that up. No. no, you can't make that up. And I think Otis Campbell, I'm thinking it was the guy on Andy Griffith. Otis. Yeah, the yeah. The drunk guy. Can you give me a good Foghorn Leghorn? Because I can't, I can't do that right now. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, yeah. I do declare. No, yeah. that's Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're going to work on that for the next one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so throughout the 1980s, Nixon and Roper produced several satirical pieces lampooning contemporary celebrities, such as MTV VJ Martha Quinn. Oh, yes. Yes. In, yes. You aren't drinking anything now, are you? In Stuffin' Martha's Muffin. Yes. I remember that song. <laughs> Stuffin' Martha's Muffin. I guess it was about getting with Martha Quinn. Oh, it's uh, not about bakery? Not about the I, bake? Maybe. Maybe it was about blueberry muffins. She was sweet. She was sweet. Rick Astley. Oh, you got to mention Rick, don't you? You got to yeah. bring him up. Bring him and into this. And Debbie Gibson. <sighs> Debbie Gibson is pregnant with my two-headed love child. <laughs> oh, is that a I thought you were just saying that. That's a song title? This is actually a good song, believe it or not. It's got a great sax solo in it. Mm-hmm. Be sure to check out the video. Winona Ryder is Debbie Gibson in the video. Gotta yeah. check that out. And there's a line in the song, I'm stark raven naked in the fornication nation. Hmm. That sounds like, like something that's something he would say. That gives you a little idea of what you're in for. So he appeared in several promotional spots for MTV during the, uh, this period. Mm-hmm. But the network's decision not to air the video for Debsy, Debbie Gibson is pregnant. Uh, prompted him prompted him to sever ties with the network mm-hmm. and we suffered we suffered um, <laughs> we, we did not seeing those videos uh, how did we suffer uh, mojo and roper uh, skid roper parted ways in 1989 so they didn't last too long uh, the following year nixon recorded a solo album on enigma called otis Loves Otis. Mm-hmm. On this album, Nixon continued his assault on pop culture, as in the song Don Henley Must Die. You can't get away with that now, can you? <laughs> <laughs> like, what if you would say uh, Bon John Bovey Must Die or something? Like, yeah. You can't get away with that now. Now, this caused a fresh round of controversy. Of course. Um, even to death. the point of Nixon's record company begging radio stations not to play it. Can you imagine the record company? Do not play this. Please. This right. is our... We paid for this. Please do not play But do believe it or not, Mike. Yes. Don Henley himself was unfazed. He, he naturally unfazed. Well, this is what's incredible. On July 31st, 1992, at the Hole in the Wall in Austin, Texas, Mm-hmm. The former Eagle jumped on stage wow. and performed the song with Mojo Nixon. 
causing Nixon to praise Henley as having balls as big as church bells. <laughs> yes, I quote. I didn't want to quote that, but I quoted it. You can't make this yeah. stuff up. I mean, yeah. you just can't. Eventually, Enigma Records unfortunately went bankrupt, which left most of his early catalog in legal limbo. Uh, he retired from the music business in 2004, playing his last live show on March 20th of that year at the Continental Club in Austin, Texas. But in 1989, go back a little bit again, uh, recorded a follow-up to Elvis is Everywhere. Okay. It was 619239King. Is that the title of it? Yes. Like 8675309? Yeah. Well, I said, once you hear the song, you'll be singing along just like the Tommy Two-Tone yeah, song, yeah, yeah. Uh, 8675309Jenny. Mm -hmm. He was responding to the then active rumors that Elvis Presley was still alive. He invited the singer to call and leave a message on what was at the time of release, a legitimate phone number. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the title, the title is a phone number. Yes. That's put out there so that Elvis can call in. Yeah. And report that he is uh, indeed still alive. That that is interesting. And I don't know when the he you know disconnected the phone number. So that same year, uh, we're talking about eighty nine. He appeared in Great Balls of Fire, the Jerry Lee Lewis movie. Uh, rest That's in cool. peace, Jerry Lee. Yeah. Uh, married his cousin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta mention. <laughs> you gotta mention that. Yeah. It's you know you gotta talk about mm -hmm. family. You know. So Mojo was in several films, um, including Super Mario Brothers. And then in the late 90s, he worked as a radio DJ in San Diego. Oh, that would be cool. And Cincinnati. Not at the same time, I don't think. Maybe. I don't know. 2008, he started hosting on Sirius Radio. The Loon in the Afternoon on Outlaw Country, Loon. Channel 60. Loony. Yeah. Lunar. The Loon. And then the NASCAR-themed Mojo Nixon's Manifold Destiny. Oh, I get it. Manifold. Yeah. Engine Manifold. On NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. And the politically-themed Lion Cocksucker. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on. Are you making this up? No. On Raw Dog Comedy, Channel 99. And then he... I didn't know this because I, I had Sirius for a while, and mm -hmm. they'd replay Howard, show, Howard Stern shows. Yeah. In 2005, he began appearing on the Howard 100 channel as the general manager. Yeah. So maybe he manager. introduced the, the shows, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, his first comeback was in 2006. Came out of retirement in support of Kinky Friedman. There we go. 2006 as the governor of Texas. Right. As Nixon said at the time, if supporting Kinky for governor is what it takes to drag my ass out of retirement, consider my ass dragged. Yeah, there we go. I got a question. Is it is it Kiki or is it Kinky? Is there an N in it? Uh, it's Kinky. Sorry, Kinky Friedman. Did I say Kiki? No, no, no. Kinky. No, I'm asking. You said it correctly. If yeah. it's Kinky, yeah, Kinky with an N in it. Yeah. How are you a politician and Kinky is in your name? That'd be like calling yourself like Wiener or something. I've heard of him. I think maybe he's a comedian or something or a writer. I don't know. Yeah. So in uh, 2009, October, he announced his unretirement on his website with the release of his album Whiskey Rebellion, mm -hmm. collection of previously unreleased tracks. He claims he had found in an old shoebox full of cassette tapes under his front porch. <clears throat> uh, 
Uh, let's see. And in 2013, um, Freedom Records and Films announced they were producing a documentary film, The Mojo Manifesto, to be released in 2014. And it was scheduled to have its world premiere at the 2020, so this is many years later, mm-hmm. uh, South by Southwest Festival. Just two years ago. So what I could find was it didn't officially come out until this year. Not sure where you can watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's on DVD, so it might be hard to find. <laughs> As it should be, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then, let's see. Uh, he had six albums with Skid Roper and six solo albums. Huh. Uh, so here's some songs to check out. Yeah. Of course, Elvis is everywhere which I mentioned a couple times. That's like my favorite. Give that a listen. And here's a couple lyrics here. Elvis is in everybody out there. Everybody's got Elvis in them. Everybody except one person that is. Yeah, one person. Yeah. The evil opposite of Elvis, the anti-Elvis. The anti-Elvis, yes. And Michael J. Fox has no Elvis in him. (laughs) And (laughs) Elvis... Elvis is in Joan Rivers. So this is kind of dated, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's trying to get out, man, right? Yes. Now, here are some, these are some raunchy songs. So uh, depending on your musical taste Mm -hmm. or your religious affiliations. Mm -hmm. You could fast uh, forward to my my next piece. Yeah, yeah. And these are self-explanatory, I think. Well, this one is. (laughs) Yeah. Tie my pecker to my leg. (laughs) Very raunchy song. Very hilarious, though. (laughs) <laughs> doesn't stick up I think it's about a man trying to control his urges yeah That's, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in love with your girlfriend rockabilly kind of song it is raunchy it is hilarious though and some people will find it offensive okay Jesus at McDonald's uh this it does get raunchy, believe it yeah, or not. Yeah, you've said that. And Jesus, they've is, been warned. They have been yeah, warned. Jesus is mentioned at the very start of the song, <clears throat> and at the end of the song, he could be speaking simply about a man named Jesus. You know that it's just Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But it ends with Jesus uh, taking Mojo like into the the other world. Yeah, mm-hmm. heaven, whatever you want to call uh, the other world. Uh, and it's another song. Mojo had a kind of a a, a slogan in a couple songs mm-hmm. where he'd go, "Great, <laughs> great moogly woogly." That's yes, what. It, yeah, that's yeah. how the song ends. Great um, moogly woogly. Yeah. Great moogly woogly. Okay. Yeah. Then we have another Jesus. Are you drinking with me, Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, nice harmonica on this song. Like mm. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I ain't gonna piss in no jar. Yeah, that's that's self-explanatory. Response to Nancy Reagan. This goes way back. Say ah, no to drugs. Ah, uh, dare. A little dated. Yeah. Yeah. Dare to sing songs about drugs. And then I'm living with a three-foot antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is a children's song. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's not what you think. Yeah. It, it's actually, um, it's a guy who starts dating a girl who has a kid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's about so, kids. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And he moves in. It's a pretty good song, actually. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, wow. Wow. Skid there's Roper. There's a lot there, right? You know, I wonder, I wonder if Skid Roper uh, is alive today. I wonder if Skid Roper continues yeah. to live on. And the stories he would tell, because he gets to, like, he's living it, he's viewing yeah. it, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And um, yeah. While you're talking, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. In these bands that are going to make you laugh, the last one that we're looking at here is Cake. Now, if you're going to Google Cake, you must Google Cake Band or Cake the Band because because your, your Google search will just take you into so many recipes and oh, yeah. so many bakeries. Uh, it's unbelievable. So uh, I have in front of me some information on Cake the Band. So... Cake, the driving force, the singer, the songwriter, is John McCrea. There's trumpeter Vince DeFiore, mm-hmm. guitarist Zan McCurdy, and bassist Daniel McCollum, and drummer Todd Roper. Now, this is just the current band. This is the current band as of this year. Uh, there have been so many changes, and I'm not going to go through all of that. Uh, you can look it up yourself, but uh, just a lot of a lot of changes as john went from sacramento to la back again he was tired of the the folk scene there the tired of just the the same old uh, everything that was going on um the band cake uh took their name not from the food jen not what from, not from the food what? it's nothing to do with cake i love cake and this is why we did this podcast we must learn we must teach must be the teachers jen how many people out there love cake raise your hand well, I do. Everybody loves I do. Okay. But it's not about the food. It's meant to be, quote, like when something insidiously becomes a part of your life. Something like cakes onto your shoe. Oh. oh. Yes. Yeah, something that's caked on. And it's just sort of there until you decide to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So it's something that's with you. You carry it with mm-hmm. you until you decide to get rid mm-hmm. of it. Cake. Um, and I, I, I just, I, I like that. I like that definition. It's pretty good. Uh, their band has been described as uh, McCrea's sarcastic lyrics and deadpan vocals. Okay, that's what you're going to hear. Wide-ranging musical influences, um, including country music. This is from them. This, I'm not mm-hmm. making this stuff up. Mariachi. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Rock, funk, folk, and hip-hop. So uh, they have... Uh, several albums and uh not going to go through all those uh there's a certain theme you can see you can identify a a cake album just by a glance because it's a certain artistic theme uh, with a different color and a different title listed there my favorite is fashion nugget and uh this this album is just so great uh it's just uh just amazing and on it are uh, some just awesome. I, I just love this one. Like some of the other albums have one or two hits on them, but uh, this one has Daria. It has two covers, not just one. It has I Will Survive, mm-hmm. uh, Glo- yes. Gloria Gaynor. Mm-hmm. Listen to it. Oh, yeah, and, I know that song. And uh, said, uh, I do not like it. I do not like it because of its profanity. <laughs> um, uh, he used he used the word um, fucking lock instead of stupid lock. I should have changed that stupid. Lock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the song is so hard driving. The song is so good. You can't you can't uh, despise it. I mean, you have to like it. Gloria is just jealous because I think it's far better than the original. Mm-hmm. You know, and you yeah. got you got to face yeah facts right. <laughs> so Jim, I found out just yesterday that. The song I love on the album, Perhaps, 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 was written like 50 years ago. 
It's a, it's really? a yeah, it's a it's a um, a lounge or jazz classic hmm. from around the world. Okay, and I love it. So <laughs> it's really cool. Um, She'll come back to me. Uh, it's just a great song and Italian leather sofa about a man and his girlfriend and her bosoms. The way, yeah, <laughs> on the Italian leather sofa. Oh yeah, yeah. Ita- okay. If you're gonna listen to Cake, if you've never heard of, yes, give that. Because, like I said, we want to give listeners a wide some, range. Yes, you want to hear the first song you've ever heard from a band and get a feel. Mm-hmm. If you can get through that, and I'm not saying it's bad, it's great. <laughs> but if you can get, then you're good. You're good to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were featured on 120 <laughs> minutes and featured. Uh, they've got lots of uh, credits where the band, where their songs yeah. have been used. Shout out to Matt Pinfield. From New Jersey. <laughs> nugget. The yeah. song Nugget. Mm-hmm. I don't like, that's another word I don't like. Yeah, but you... you moist. Nugget. Um, the song <laughs> Nugget on Fashion Nugget, it's a real hidden gem. It's a mm-hmm. hidden nugget. Okay. Okay? I don't know that. I so. know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's a great song. You know, just, you gotta, you gotta listen to Nugget on a Friday at five after mm-hmm. you've been working a whole week. Um, that'll make sense to you later if you do it that way. You speak, you spoke of a man named Matt. Is that right? Matt Pinfield. Yeah. Come on. No, listen, Mike and I no, watched 120 minutes. No, I, I always like liked that name. My parents almost named me that. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing. But Matt mm-hmm. Whites of the Dallas Observer said, quote, that cake is gimlet eye and sardonic humor. Mm-hmm. So I had to look both those words up. Uh, gimlet is piercing. So it's a piercing eye, and sardonic is a grimly mocking or cynical Like sarcastic. Humor. Yeah, it's yeah. grimly mocking and mm-hmm. cynical humor. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so there we have uh, someone else uh, from The Advocate praised uh, the album, uh, one of their albums, as a sense of humor and delicious irreverence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, uh, they have been... Described as uh, untrendy and brazenly proud of it. So I think a lot of the bands that we talked about in this episode mm-hmm. of No Good Music, they are, they are untrendy and brazenly proud of it. I'm thinking of David Byrne. Like mm-hmm. anything that would be a trend, David Byrne would not do it. He'd do the opposite. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, why the big suit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and amazing stuff like that. Fashion Nugget is the first one that they produced by themselves. Another great song uh, is The Distance. The Distance mm-hmm. is one of them uh, um, that I've heard out, uh, in just getting airplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, I've, I've been out and heard The Distance playing, and it's so good. So, yeah, you got to check out The Distance, another one. It's written by Greg Brown, a band member, and who's not John McRae. And The Distance uh, entered the modern rock uh, top five. And... Um, Later, they had songs on uh, Prolonging the Magic, and this is 1998, and songs like Never There, Let Me Go, and Sheep Go to Heaven. <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to hear Sheep Go to Heaven. I mean, that's in the top three. We listed three of them, uh, Sheep Go to Heaven, Goats Go to Hell, and uh, it's very descriptive, and it's, it's great. It's great. Some of my favorite uh, stick shifts and safety belts. Yes. And that's been played on NPR Mm -hmm. for their car show, Car Talk. And our listeners, 
You gotta listen to Short Skirt Long Jacket. Yes. I just that's yes. such a good song. It is it is a classic by them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, they have been um played and uh, had an influence in many different places. Short Skirt Long Jacket was used for commercials, uh mm-hmm. rock band four. The song Frank Sinatra was uh on the Sopranos in nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Uh Comfort Eagle the song was played on Shallow Howl. Let's see what else we got. Long With Jack Black. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it's coming full circle now, yeah. isn't it, oh, Jim? Yeah. 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 It's all connected. Short Skirt, Long Jacket, was on an episode of ER. Hmm. Okay. Interesting, interestingly titled episode, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Ah, it's pretty Oh, cool. on ER? Yeah. yeah. I think they named... Well, the, the episode I, for Chili Peppers album. I think Grey's Anatomy does that. Yeah. They name yeah. it after songs. Yeah. For some yeah. reason. Very interesting. So check out Cake. Cake is so fresh and so energetic. And one of the few bands to use the instrument, the percussive instrument, the vibra slap. <laughs> and that is the one that goes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the vibra slap. I could not bring one in for I you. I think we have one let's here. Let's look. Let's see if there's a vibra slap. No, that's not it. No, wait, I got it. That's close. Yeah, yes, that is you. the closest thing yeah, to the vibra thank you, slap. Thank you. Yes. Okay, so I guess that does it for um, bands that make you laugh. So it was great having Mike back in the studio. Great Mike, to be here. Mike has been doing interviews with me. Um, of course, Jeremy has been doing the regular podcast, and like we said, Jeremy is off on quite an adventure, mm-hmm. meeting people from The Walking Dead, Terrifier. Mm-hmm. That would know. be that would be real people from The Walking Dead. It wouldn't be like you know, yeah, he's like not meeting actual zombies. I don't think. Like like no, not, no. Oh, okay. And we both love autograph shows. We've gone to them before. Uh, so Jeremy will be back with me for our Christmas podcast and little preview. We're going to be talking about Nightmare Before Christmas, some Christmas gifts we've received in the past, and also the top 10 Christmas songs. So thank you everyone for listening. If you want to email us again, no good music. That's K-N-O-W good music podcast, mm-hmm. gmail.com. Uh, we'll give you a shout out. Like we did with, uh, you know, Gertrude and uh, Howard. Howard, yeah, yeah. he's Can't a fine man, Howard. He's yeah, a, he is a fine yeah. man. Shout out to Howard. And uh, if you have, if you are in a band, you're a musician, singer, you've got EP, LP, album, same thing. <laughs> in the last couple of years, you want to give it a listen and talk about it. Feel yeah. free to send us links. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, thank you. And uh, all right. And don't forget to turn off that TV and turn up that music. Peace out. You've been listening to No Good Music. Intro and exit music by the band 99%. Today's show was produced and edited by Jim Thatcher and recorded at the Did You Say 7 Studios in Washington, New Jersey. You can find No Good Music on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Pandora, and almost anywhere you listen to podcasts.
I'm Jim, he's Mike. No, I'm kidding.